This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, everybody? It's Horror Movie News, episode 36. What do we got cooking tonight or today? Uh, we got some pictures Venom, The Grudge, New Halloween. We got Robocop Returns that I'm really excited to talk about. We also have Zombieland 2 is officially confirmed. And we got some news on glass that's going to shatter your Friday morning. All this and so freaking much more. It's Horror Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. Don't you blame the movie! I think, uh, I think Timothy got to, uh, Ollie. I think so, too. I think... What happened? What happened to Ollie there? It's alright. We're gonna do a seance and make him no. reappear. Oh, he's getting... Dude, he's cosplaying as the Invisible Man. He's doing a great job. He's doing... You, Ollie, you're, you're doing a great job, Yeah, buddy. it's really good. Anything to say? Awesome. Alright. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie News, Woo! episode 36. Yes. <laughs> we are here. And uh, let's get right into it. So, I am your haggard-looking host, Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere later. And to my left, I have... Hey, how's it going? Carrie Lane here. And I am on the live chat. If you're watching this live, we have a couple people in there already. And feel free to join in. But if you're watching it later, it's totally okay. Comment down below. Thank you. And also, we have Oliver Drennan. Nice. All right. There he is. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Nice to see you too, bud. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you got a pun there. Really? Nice to see you. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, Thank look you. at that. I'm so punny without even trying. It's all right. Anyways, uh, let's get down to business. Let's clean up this crypt a little bit. So, right. uh, where you can find us? You can find us at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. If you're uh, on the live stream, uh, live chat, then you're already there. Look, look at that. You can also uh, tweet at us at horror news PTN. All your thoughts and uh, dreams and motivations, aspirations. Yeah. I will love to hear it all. And also, popcorntalknetwork.com, our popcorn talk network website. Last but not least, on Apple iTunes or wherever you find the podcast. And if it's got a rating system, which I hope they do, um, go ahead and just type in horror movie news. It's very plain and simple. Look, up, look for our thumbnail and that be us. And um, yeah, so Ollie is actually just running a little late. Um, um, he's he's not cosplaying. I'm sorry to. He's being disappoint. held back by the zombie horde. By the zombie, yeah, he's yeah. fighting. He's, he's fighting, fighting through his the way zombie here, horde, which ties into a couple of our movie announcements and trailer stuff. So you know, I dig it. That's why. Right on. He's he's method. <laughs> yeah, he's straight show. method. He's super method. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, let's get into our first segment, The Abyss. Pretty much, this is uh, films that we've been watching, and whether or not we want to recommend it to people, to people here at the panel, or Uh, uh, people viewing. So, would you like to kick us off, or do you need some time? Uh, I'm going to... Well, I can say it, and I'm looking up the specifics. So, I'm ta- uh, the one I watch is called The uh, Stonehurst Asylum. Right on. It is on Netflix, and stars a lot of famous people, which I'll tell you in two seconds. Okay, came out in 2014. Come on, IMDb, load. Uh, is an... Because the other thing, too, is there's something that gets revealed early, but I'm like, let's see. Uh, yeah, this is decent. Okay, an Oxford graduate takes up a job in a mental asylum. Oh, it's a period piece, by the way. Only to discover that the revolutionary new treatments are inhumane and that there is more going on than meets the eye. There's a big, like, flip that's not really that huge pretty early on, but it was kind of like, oh, that's cool. So it stars Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Ch- uh, Jim Sturgis. Oh, um, I like Jim Sturgis. David Thulis? Thulis. Thulis. He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, Brandon Gleason, Ben Ooh, Kingsley, Michael Caine, um, Jason. Caine. It is Jason Fleming. Yeah, Jason Fleming, and uh, and more. So there's a lot of big actors in this yeah. movie. Uh, directed by Brad Anderson, and Ooh. I was trying to save their movie. Oh, uh, they did Session Nine, which we've talked about oh, as well. He's directed Session Nine. Uh, well, as- associated with this is filmography, known for Session Nine. Uh, yeah, directed Session Nine, and he directed The Machinist. Oh, and, The Machinist is a fantastic yes. movie. And Trans Siberian. 
I haven't seen that. And I'm familiar with that one. I didn't see it. Oh, new ones. Uh, Beirut. That's a big one that came out recently. Oh, that Not was, horror, yeah. But that yeah. was um, with so, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is, oh, kind of cool. I didn't really realize this while watching it. It is actually technically based on a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, good picture. So, uh, Kate Beckinsale's character, uh, part of it is a little bit hard to watch in present day in terms of they're like, oh, you're a woman. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Woman, you're hysterical. So it's hysteria of what's wrong with you. But she's just a normal human being and men are like sexually abusing her. And so she reacts. Uh, And Mm. so she ends up at this asylum and uh, the gentleman on the your right side that you can see. He's the new doctor in Oxford, the Oxford graduate who's I know I know all the medical things, but I need clinical practice. And so he shows up and um and is that played by Jim Sturgis? Yes, thank oh, you. Okay. I was like, eh, the name. And then uh, uh, Ben Kingsley is the doctor when he arrives. So, Ooh. yeah, it's interesting. There's kind of um, Ooh, look at mystery that. of, like, what's going down. What's up? Hey, Ollie. And I, I dig it. Like, it's, I, I love period pieces anyways. It's kind of a thriller. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I'm a sucker for asylum movies. I don't know why. Somehow they're, like, more creepy. Yeah. And they usually are. Yeah. Cause, and then there's just more going on to it. So this is, this is a movie called uh, Stonehurst Asylum. Mm. Period piece starring Kate Beckinsale and a lot of Ooh. awesome leading men, too. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's on Netflix, easy to get to, and it's a little more thriller than straight-up horror, but it is horror in the sense of what you can do to people when you work in an asylum and, like, what the considered, quote-unquote, medical treatments for insanity and things were. And questions are kind of raised of, well, what is a better treatment for someone? Right. So, I dug it. You should check it out on Netflix, Stonehurst Asylum. Right on. Not sponsored by Netflix. Not sponsored by <laughs> So, it's a thumbs up for Ke- from yes. Carrie. Yes. Definitely. Definitely go into the abyss for that one. Right on. Okay. Ollie, do you have anything? Did you watch anything? I did. What did you I, watch? I watched this movie about two years ago. It's called Intruders. Just Intruders, not The Intruders. I feel like this... Oh, yeah. Like, Intruders. Yeah. There's, like, so many Intruders. Intruder films and TV shows. <laughs> this one's literally called Intruders. It's just Intruders. Have you ever seen this? I I'm not sure. Okay, well, it's directed by Adam Schindler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2016. It's not the one with Miranda Cosgrove. It stars Rory Culkin, <laughs> so he's one of the Cole, Cole yeah. brothers. Oh, okay. And also Beth Ricegraff, who I'm really not that familiar with. This is like the first time I ever mm. came across mm-hmm. her. But it's basically about, I'm sorry if my breath smells, it's, I just had coffee. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can taste it. How anyway. dare you offend our fans <laughs> like that. Oh, so horrific. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, this film yes. is about uh, Anna, and she is taking care of her brother, and she actually has agoraphobia, which is when you are afraid You're, to leave the house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this guy... Large spaces. Yes, too, right? Um, yeah. And she is visited by this guy who gives her food, because she's he's kind of like, the, not the caretaker, but he's the one... She doesn't want... She can't sure. leave the house. She can't get groceries. Um, but we later, throughout the film, find out why exactly she mm. has this fear, and all the mysteries behind the house, and her father... Mm-hmm. But this isn't really spoilers because this is a huge part of the plot. Her brother dies Mm. and she doesn't want to go to the funeral. And so come to find out that uh, Rory's character uh, isn't that great because he gives these other three men the idea that there's money within Anna's house. And so... Bad things happen. Yes. But, not to spoil anything, Anna, she can take care of herself. Okay. Let's just say that. And it's a really solid film. Uh, I think there are some negatives that I would kind of be like, eh. Mm-hmm. But I think the positives ultimately positively outweigh the negatives. But yeah, definitely nice. check this one out. I think this is a very underrated film, for sure. Ah. Right <laughs> on. Ah. Anyway, I really like uh, this. Do you know where you can find that one? I actually don't. Okay. I feel like oh. I rented it, I think, on... Uh, Amazon last. I was Not about to okay. say, I brought it up. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. 
Nice. So yeah, check yeah, that not out. Not when I watched it the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a really good time. Amazon though. Prime. I looked it up right now. It's pretty Sweet. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nice little uh, shocker. It's, it has Martin Starr, which is uh, I'm a fan of his acting. Ooh, he was. I think he's one of the the original the, Freaks and Geeks. He's one of the intruders. Yeah, he looks like mm. I saw a picture of him holding like a hammer or something. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. Cool. Right on. Thank Check you for out. that. Appreciate no that. Problem. No problem. And so on to my film. I saw To Hell and Back, the King Hodder story, the documentary that oh, I brought up last week. Yes. We saw the. Uh, we yes. saw the. Oh, like, you you one? you weren't like, here. Sorry. And remind me, To Hell and Back. What's that one about? It's 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 a Are documentary it, yeah. on King Hodder. Um, okay. So he started playing um, Jason Voorhees and Jason. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. Seven is when he really brought up to man- the mantle mm. of Jason. Mm-hmm. And if you get the if you can get the camera on me, Steve, real quick, um, he brought this gesture to Jason where before it wasn't. He was mainly still. Jason was still, but he brought this thing to it. He was. And so he kind of like breathes heavily and he lifts his shoulders when he breathes and it's so menacing. And he said that like to me it gave him the feeling the, the feeling that he could pounce at any time. Like he was mm. calm but he can get at you like really fast in, yeah. like, in a split moment. And that's very scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know and so. I've seen uh, people in uh, the military do the same kind of thing. Oh mm. look at that. Yeah because it's, it's a very intimidating factor for sure. Say, is it like doing a power pose that pumps you up in too a, when you do I think it? so. It, it's it, Well first off increases reaction when you're increasing blood flow and, uh. and heart mm. rate but then also body language. Yeah. Thank you Steve. Fun facts by Steve, everybody. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Steve. Yeah, so it was directed by Derek Dennis Herbert, and it's it's fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Um, Real quick synopsis: It's just the story of Kane um, is a harrowing story of a stuntman overcoming a dehumanizing childhood filled with torment and bullying in Sparks, Nevada. But it's just so much more than that. Mm -hmm. It goes into his uh, his bullying in as a child. and also how he started growing up, how he got into wanting to be a stuntman. Um, he flew out to L.A. He went to on a Universal uh, studio tour, Aww. and they, they, he saw the the stunt the stunt like yeah. at reenactment thing, like with the cowboys. And then he's like, "That's what I want to do." Like that's right awesome. then and there, that's when he knew he's like, "I want to do that." Yeah, because he was already a crazy man, like not a crazy man, but like as a kid, like, or like as a teenager, they 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 went up to adrenaline junkie. And, yeah, he go. grew up like around Hawaii. Um, it was in this military base, and so yeah, he was a adrenaline junkie, and he climbed up to this uh like the thirty fifth floor of this tower of this building, and he hangs off. He he goes off the railing and he hangs on off the side of the building. Nothing behind him, just air yeah. and like a three hundred fifty foot drop. And he goes to his friends like. He, he's holding on, right? And he goes to his friends, hey guys, what's up? And he grabs back on. And his friends like are just like, don't do that. And then he's like, don't do what? What are you talking about? And then he grabs on. And then his friends just freak out and just fuck, just run. Wait, is this just on run video? Away. Yeah, no, it's not on video. But oh. he tells you the story. And you oh, can imagine okay, okay. it clearly. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like he said that that moment when he realized that he scared his friends, that's what he wanted to do. Nice. The fact that he was able to get that like reaction from them is was like really cool. And like, that's yeah. what he wanted to do. And the, and so you see how he did like background work and how he got into the business. Yeah, it's such a fantastic uh, documentary. I highly recommend this movie, especially if you're a uh, a fan of Friday the Thirteenth or just Kane Hodder in general, or even in the Hatchet series, which I personally love so yeah. much. Uh, we had someone in the chat mention that. Yeah, he was fantastic as uh, Victor Crowley. Oh my god, and he's actually one of the he's he's a. Uh, he, he's on record for being the man who's killed the most people on film with his bare hands, which ah. I thought was really cool. Um, and they go in, into like his like favorite kills and stuff. Um, and uh, I gotta say, he's by far the the best Jason Voorhees in my book. Um, and also, he's a he's a true truly an inspiration to just so many people who like he he suffered a, a really harsh burn. Um, he lit himself on fire, and it was a oh, it was this thing that ouch. went wrong. Yeah. Um. He almost died because of it. He he, on top of the burns, on top of being burned and almost dying from the burns, the hospital he was put in was so shitty that like they mm. couldn't properly care for him, and he was there for six months. And after Ooh. six months, they're telling him that he got a staph infection. And he's like, yeah, he's probably gonna die. Wow. And then his parents oh. are like, he's gonna die from the burns six months later. It's like, no, he has a staph inf- infection. Wow. And then they, oh. they go, and then, then after six months, the doctors go, we're gonna take, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're gonna take him to a burn, a burn unit, a specialized hospital in San Francisco for burns. And his father almost killed the man. I would have killed the man because yeah. that's ridiculous. The fact that he had to suffer six months in his hospital with the worst treatments. Mm. 
and then finally they're like, yeah, we're going to move him somewhere else. Are you kidding me? That it, it's it, it's infuriating to like now I'm getting all worked up about it. And it, it's such a sad thing mm-hmm. that had to happen to him. But it's so inspirational because he was able to come out of it with still be able to laugh and still. Be, and he, he tells you how he was he was depressed. He considered suicide and he was able to see another another victim um, laughing and stuff. And he and he, he was like at first he was like, screw that guy. He's happy. Like he has no idea what I'm going through. And then the, the guy he's looking at kind of like lifts up his shirt for a bit and he sees the burn scars. And then he's like, wait a minute. He's 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 been he does know what I've been through and he's still mm-hmm. able to laugh and be happy and then like well I I, I can then, then I can do it yeah. and then once he gets something in his mind he just goes off for it I can I can, I could keep talking on it for for a while but definitely definitely check it out it's very inspirational I really liked it I have such a deep respect for this man um, and he's such a nice guy hmm. he's like the most humblest nicest guy ever even though he murders people on screen like. If it was his, it is his job, but yeah, but like he's such a humbling person. And it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Ken Hodder. Um, yeah, the um, we had a couple people in the chat. Uh, one, Derek Hogan says Kane's. Uh, he mentions Victor Crowley on the Hatchet movies. Uh, doubled as Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre three and played Freddy's hand in Jason Goes to Hell. And uh, Derek also adds, I'm still waiting for him to play Michael Myers. And um, Media Shock for Steve says, Oorah, Steve. Right. I know I didn't do that that great, but you know. Hoorah. All right. Here we go. All right. So now we're going to start a little segment. Uh, it's it's our horror history segment. Um, but it's going to be a little different here. I'm going to time myself so as to not go off the deep end and talk too much about this. But the uh, I mentioned uh, last week that we were going to do uh, The Phantom of the Opera from 1925. I was able to find it on Amazon Prime as well. There are some free versions of it on YouTube. Um, but being the, the dumb purist that I am, I wanted to find the original, mm-hmm. and it was about an hour, 46 minutes long. I, I mean, I have seen it in the past already, and I just rewatched it this morning. So I'm just going to get into it, and there's going to be a little music from the film, and also a timer Ooh. that you're going to hear. So, right. uh, Steve, when you're ready, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it was directed by Rupert Gillian. It was written by Gaston Leroux, who wrote the original novel, which is what it's based off. The synopsis is, A mad, disfigured composer seeks love with a lonely young opera singer. And why it's important. So, what I read was that it's one of the most visually beautiful of all the silent horror films. And personally, I think it's my favorite, to be honest. Um, So, it mixes German Expressionism with Baroque-esque opera-style set design. At sometimes it comes off a little like MC Escher esque, where like on the foreground you have a group of uh, a crowd of people, and in the background there's like a stairs leading up, and you see people like going up the stairs, and it's very cool how it messes with like the spatial awareness of the shots. Mm. And so it t- and it's cool because also the opera becomes its own character. It takes you from the roof of the opera building to the cellars and the mazes beneath the opera house where the Phantom resides. Also, Lon Chaney's performance as Eric the uh, the Phantom is superb it's fantastic it's so crazy like his movements he's not like since it's like the silent era a lot of people had to emote what they were going through like what emotions through body language but him just he just the right amount like there's this one scene where he just goes like this with his arms and then he just starts walking away and it's just like so cool um and i gotta say i am truly i empathize with the phantom here because i think he just wants to be loved but he knows that he can't have it by being himself because people aren't able to look past his deformities. He has a very messed up, ugly face. Like, the way I see it is that it, it is a play on how high-class society would shun anyone that doesn't fit into their perfect mm-hmm. picture of what society should be. It's so sad because all the Phantom wants is to be loved and be accepted by the same society. He's willing to do anything to be accepted by the woman he has fallen in love with. And I think that the woman is a larger metaphor for the society that he wants to love and be loved by. But because he's so deformed and so uh, ugly, and that's one of the best shots in the whole movie, I gotta say, the review of, of his face is fantastic. Um, so some quick highlights from the film from personally um, the ball scene that is interrupted by the phantom and he's dressed in a crimson red and he has he's wearing a skull mask and he's like the red death in a sense and like he's looking he's like cursing everyone as he walks mm-hmm. by it was fantastic um, the reveal of the century in my opinion is when Christine the woman he loves pulls off his mask and you see his face for the first time and then not only is that the reveal creepy but afterwards it's, it, what happens is it's, it's, it's shocking 
And in the final moments of the film, Eric the Phantom is cornered on both sides, and they rush him. There's like a mob, right? Pitchforks, everything. They're carrying. They're gonna beat him to death. And right before they get to him, he pulls in his. He pulls into his jacket, and he and he reaches for something. He's like, "Oh, stand back! I have something in my hand." Oh, oh! And everyone's like, "What is it? What is it? What do you have?" And then he reveals it. And it's nothing. And then he laughs as a fucking crowd swarms him and beats him to death. And then they toss him in the river next to him. And then you see his little bubbles go away and disappear. And then he was dead. And then the title card comes up, Fiend. Or in German, whatever. But yeah, that was that was it. In three minutes, that's horror history for you. That was good. That Did you love that? Yeah, that's fun. We're mentioning we changed it. He's losing it over there. <laughs> I don't even know why it's so funny. But it just worked really it's well. Time limit. I expected something. I thought he was going to stab himself. No. Because I've never it, seen it. It was nothing. Okay. That's that's the beauty that's of it. Funny, and he though. laughs yeah. at them. Because I thought, like, okay, like, if society society's not going to kill me, like, I'm going to kill me or something. Like, no. I don't know. I don't know. You I just, thought he was going to have more sheet music or something. Surprise! Here's the special opera I never was going to give you all. That's the great part of it. I was just yeah. like, nope, nothing. Uh, Westy Kid says, the Phantom sounds like the Joker. Oh. In a, oh yeah, probably. kind of a like, yeah. rebel against society in a way. I yeah. get that, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, uh, real quick, I just want to give you all a reminder. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us those five-star ratings there. Uh, we deeply appreciate it. Uh, just let, type in Horror Movie News and look for our thumbnail, and that should be us. Or just anywhere that you, li- that you listen to it, uh, whatever platform we're on, we're, you listen to us or we're on, I want to be the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> Call me ambitious. I know. I'm rarely, I rarely am. Uh, <laughs> also, if you are listening on the YouTube, uh, Westy Kid and all you folks out there in the live chat, Go ahead and shout some people out. I saw yeah. Media Shock as uh, well. Media Shock's on here. Westy Kid, Wellington, and I thought I saw that Wellington. Word. Nice. He commented and Derek on it. Hogan. Nice, and Derek. Yeah. Yeah. So all you peeps, if you if you please, I I I would appreciate just a thumbs up. Go ahead. Um, if you feel the need to leave a comment uh, after the fact, and I'll, I always try to reply to them. Luckily, there's not that many comments, so I can reply to them. But hopefully, eventually, once it gets, I want to be overwhelmed with comments uh, comments to the point where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but but we'll get there slowly but surely. And now on to some news. All right. All right. So, yes, we're, we're doing it now. Uh, so uh, I got some quick little stories. Uh, so Junk- Duncan Jones is a director that I personally respect. Um, he he made the movie called Moon. And mm-hmm. it was with, oh, man, I'm trying to, uh, Russ, no, uh, Brad Brockford. I forgot his name. Dang, I should have it. Um, yeah, he, he was from the Three too. Billboards. I can't remember. Yes, Sam he was, Rockwell. There you go, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Fantastic movie with him. Yes. Not necessarily a horror movie, but like it's a very like weird existential oh. horror in the sense of like the what mind. Is- uh, Moon. Oh, sorry. I thought we. Were, I thought you were saying Three, three Billboards. No, and no, I'm no, like, no. Uh, <laughs> no. He was great acting though. He's no, a good he's, bad guy. Now, yeah, one. he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, he directed Moon, Source Code, Warcraft, and Mutes, which recently came out. Yeah, so he's going to be adapting this uh, film. Uh, well, it's adapting a comic book that is written by Gary Finley Day and Dave Gibson for 2080 Comics called Rogue Trooper. And the, so the comic was started back in 1981. Excuse me. And it follows the adventures of Rogue, a genetically modified infantryman that's basically a super soldier. And he has blue skin. He's immune to all talking toxins, can withstand being in like dipped in acid for like ever, <laughs> and it's just an all around badass. Uh, from what from what I get from it, this is a really cool part though. He has three comrades in the form of biochips, right? And I think of it in the sense of like Cortana with Master Chief, if you ever played that, where like mm-hmm. it's embedded in his suit, mm-hmm. but like pieces of his of his things are his his homies in a sense. <laughs> like there's one he calls Gunnar, which is mounted on his rifle. There's one um, called Bagman, which is on his backpack. And the, the third one's called Helm on his helmet. I'm like, these are very creative names. Right? <laughs> but hey, easy to remember. Right? And so these, bi- these biochips can, down- can download the entire personality of a GI at the moment of their death to be retrieved later for uh, like anything information or whatnot. So that's a little weird how it's worded. So I think what, I'm th- what it's saying is that like these biochips are able to possibly uh, upload... Um, memories or personalities of fallen people that they see somehow uh, and then keep that for later so in case like to relive what they were going through I don't know very vaguely it makes me think altered carbon that yeah. if someone's dying you can cut out who they are on the 
chip whatever and take it and put it in a new body later yeah in a sense it has that same co- sort of concept yeah where it's like the transference of consciousness yeah yeah it's a like, way to keep someone alive quote unquote yeah in a sense yeah keep um, their memory alive <laughs> literally ah, yes. yeah so um keep an eye out for that one um it's 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 just news that it's, it's he just got the, the uh the assignment for it so it's like cool. it's gonna be going to production whatnot it just sounds really cool and original so i'm down for that um, next up, we have a new uh, pic- Halloween picture. Uh, it's pretty much a picture from David Gordon Green's new Halloween film that's being released on mm-hmm. October 19, 2018. It's just Mike Myers looking mm-hmm. menacing as heck, mm-hmm. you know? Like he's going to just cut you up into pieces with mm-hmm. that little knife of his. Yep, I'm super excited because we're definitely going to find out some info on Comic-Con. Yeah. So I'm not going to be there. Like, it, I'm not going to do press for it, but like... There was going to be some things dropped. I don't know if Dude, there's going to be a new trailer. There's going to be so much Jeez. news coming out. Uh, I can't. I was like, I was like, it's going to be so overwhelming. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we survive. can That's what's amazing about it. Survive I know, this right? Weekend. Who will survive this weekend? So real quick, uh, <laughs> next next order of business. Um, we I'm actually pretty excited for this. We have a, a picture Ooh, of Venom, wow. and it looks oh great. That looks good. It looks so good. It's a more realistic-ish yeah. one because I was like, is it his head a little more like oblong? But I'm like, no, this looks like a normal person's yeah. head that... Because it's, yeah, they've done that a few times lately of making a real, a comic book thing work in the real world. That I go, yeah, I buy that more. Like, that's a person with a suit on, the, like, a living entity on them. Right. Yeah. I think they did a really good job yeah. with Venom, for sure. That like, CG, the wet, the oil. Oh, it yeah. looks, and yeah. you can't really tell because of our screen, but, like, uh, for YouTubers can see it better. But the, he has veins just all oh. over, like, all over his shoulders and everything. Yeah. You can see it. It's them really teeth. gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he kind of looks cute. Like, he looks adorable. That's like, yeah. he's a rounded head. <laughs> Yeah, it like, looks different. The squishiness of it. I don't know. You kind of want to squeeze too. him. Yeah. Like, really happy. There's a fun fact here um, uh, that I read. Uh, mm. Tom McFarlane was actually the first to draw the character for Marvel Comics in uh, Amazing Spider-Man's oh. issues number 298 through 300. Oh. So I thought it was really cool. Um, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see if that predates Spawn. Yeah, who who knows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it does. I don't know. I don't know my comic book history. <laughs> Get on the Google. Because Spawn's more new, is a lot m- more... Recent, I think. I would say if Spawn I were... is in the 80s, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I have no... <laughs> Granted, I'm not that familiar with Spawn. <laughs> My phone battery is getting low, so I can't do it. I'm <laughs> going to look it up. Low, low, low. low. All right, whip it out. Um, Wait, actually, um, I'm going to pause you real quick. A quick news thing. That, uh, I don't have a picture for it because it's exciting. Just a little news. Castlevania is coming back October 26th uh, to Netflix. Uh, they announced that at Anime Expo, which I was at a couple weeks ago. Uh... So I'll let you all know, and it's not just one, not two, not three episodes, but ten episodes for the next bit of Castlevania. Right on. So I'm really excited because I felt it got better towards the last half of it. So I'm like, oh, they get some time to like really expand that story. Okay. So all you horror anime fans. Yeah, I haven't I haven't started that yet. <gasps> um, but yeah, moving on. We got before also, October 26. <laughs> Spawn was 1992. Okay, early Sorry. 90s. There you go. Cool. All right, so um, so there was uh, that picture on top of some uh, quotes by Tom Hardy himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's actually on, like, it's actually him making the Venom voice as well. Ooh. Yeah, so I didn't know that either. So he goes, it's a bit like Ren and Stim- Stimpy. Excuse me, got a burp. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, all right, it's a bit like Ren and Stimpy, you know? Um, they have different sounds. I, I always saw mm. Venom as sounding like a James Brown lounge lizard, and er- any and Eddie Brock is kind of a and he goes he switches to an aw shucks American accent. I don't know, you know, like an everyday guy, but he's inherited this massive ego, the beast. I don't know. That's my sure. go lucky everyday American accent. <laughs> I mean, if he can pull off Bane, like I'm pretty sure he can totally like do Eddie Brock. I don't know. Bane was almost comedic. I like it's kind of funny. I loved it. I loved it. So like it caught on. It was so catchy and like I don't know. Like he did a good job. I feel he can do a voice. Here's switch it. Here's something that you said that really tickled me. Was there? There's that. There's that biting off heads issue. He admits, which is not what you would expect from say Captain America taking down a crook. Yeah. Remember this. uh, This is a rated R film. Mm-hmm. This will have Venom biting people's heads off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I uh, want Venom to just destroy people in the best ways possible. <laughs> Rip them uh, to shreds. Yeah. Because we haven't Do seen it. any of that, and I'm hold. And I think they're holding their bag of gold until the, like the very last trailer. 
where yeah. they're just gonna be like, "Here's your red band trailer, okay. boom," and then uh, you're just gonna be like, <laughs> "It's gonna go nuts." I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And also, Ruben Fletcher has this to say about um, how their their approach to how the symbiote and everything yeah. goes. So we talked a lot about um, we talked a lot about a werewolf and what it is when when you get infected by by a werewolf. But this is really about a relationship between mm-hmm. two people who have to work together to create this hybrid symbiotic relationship. The film is set to be released October 5th of later this year, so stay tuned for that. You kind of said it with the date, but uh, thank you. TJ Watson in the chat says, yes, it predates Spawn. Nice. Thank you so much. That's so soon, thank too. You, like, this yeah, is coming out so really much. soon. Yay. This, yeah, later this year. Woo. Like, three months? Uh, oh, my God. Quickly, uh, this one is, uh, this next story, not really sorry, but we get a new picture of The Grudge House. So, remember, uh, Nicholas Pess is, uh, The Grudge mm. film is being filmed as we speak. And this is the, the spooky, spooky house that they're going to be filming at. So, uh, yeah. Reminds me a little bit of, like, a monster house, but... That's cute. That looks like your typical haunted mansion. Yes, yeah. it totally does. <laughs> so, uh, reminder, uh, this film is set to be released August 16th of <gasps> next year. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, That's wait. my uh, birthday. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm like, oh, it comes out on my birthday. Uh, well, ne- next year. year. Next year, next year. Movie date. Oh, come on, everybody. Movie party. But yeah, one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this is because Nicholas Pess also directed uh, The Eyes of My Mother, which I personally loved. He also came out with another film last year, I think, or this year, called Piercing that I haven't seen yet that I really want to watch. It's not mm. a horror movie, but it's a uh, it's like a weird dramedy, which mm. I was interested in. Uh, a little bit of casting news next. Um, you guys ever watch Tim and Eric? Awesome show. Great job. No. no. I'm, adult- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, I don't even think I've heard of that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's alternative comedy on Adult Swim. So. Okay. Um, it's 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 a great it's a great show for an acid trip. Um so um so pretty much a in a weird but odd move, uh one of the co creators of Tim and Eric Awesome Joe show Great Job, Tim Heidecker, is joining the cast of Jordan Peele's next film called Us. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was bizarre, but I like it. Because I'm not, I don't know, it's just, he, I get, I forget that he's an actor, you know? So it's just like, it's it's funny seeing him out of the role of, uh, of <laughs> what he, whatever he is on Tim and Eric. It's a bizarre show, you gotta watch it, it's okay. pretty, it's pretty weird. Um, yeah, so he'll be joining the cast along with Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, and Elizabeth Moss, cool. which is cool. And the story is centered around two couples, one white and one black. So the, and the stories are being kept a little under hush still, so we don't really know that much about it. But it, it's set to be released March fifteenth, twenty nineteen, and I'm guessing the couples are going to be Tim with Elizabeth, and then it's going to be Lupita with Winston because mm-hmm. that, that would sense. just make sense, right? According to yes. the synopsis, the yeah. brief little synopsis. And it's funny how they're, they're both um, uh, Black Panther alums, pretty much. They, yeah. they both they're both from mm. Black Panther. Damn. All right. So, moving on. All right. So, here are our bigger stories. Oh, my God. Guys. So, we reported on how um, Zombieland 2, mm-hmm. rumors are going to bed. Yes. Right? Now, it's official. It's happening. It's officially happening. Zombieland 2 is happening. I'm pretty stoked because not only is it 10 years since it's like the first one uh, was released, but they also got everyone back. All the OGs oh, are coming yay. back. I love that. Not not just the actors. I'm talking about the writers, Rhett Reese, Paul oh, Wernick, good, and director good. Ruben Fletcher are set to direct this. Well, Ruben Fletcher is set to direct, but the writers are back as well. Also with Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and Abigail Breslin. And no Bill Murray. Or so they say. <laughs> But I got. I'm pretty skeptical. There's maybe some kind cameo. of cameo. Like, I'm pretty skeptical. Even him in like a group yeah. of zombies. Like there's. Because if be you something. think about it, yeah. they shot him. I don't know. It feels like they shot him in the chest, mm-hmm. and then they threw him over the side of the building. I don't know if they ever destroyed his head. Mm. Double tap. Remember, zombie Bill Murray could come back. I'm just. I'm just throwing it out my, there. My bets on Bill, guys. Absolutely. I'm just throwing it out there because, and then check out this like it's sort of like a synopsis. So it goes in Zombieland two through the comic mayhem that stretches from the White House and through the Heartland. The zombie flayers must zombie slayers must face off against many new kinds of zombies that have evolved Ooh. since the first one movie, as well as some new human survivors. Ooh, new zombies! Right, yes. but most of all, they have to face the growing pains of their own snarky make fit makeshift family. So <laughs> since it's been years later, I hope they actually address that in the movie because a couple characters like one 
once you're more like the adults, you know, a couple of years won't really make a difference. Right. But Abigail was like a little girl, girl when it she's started. A lot so I'm like, yeah, she's a lot older. I hope they, but that'd be f- cool. Like we've survived for five. No, years. No, I mean, or, I wouldn't say why. I, I couldn't see why they they would they wouldn't yeah. do that. You know, it's it's right there for them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's set to oh, be. Oh yeah, Wellington just kind of asked in the chat, are they going to time jump it? Yeah, I, I hope they address like, yeah, we've been on the road this long, we've done it for this long. Yeah, I'm pretty just sure. Something. Especially with the evolution of like the zombies they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It sounds a lot, a lot like a film adaptation, a funny film adaptation of like Left for Dead, the video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How there's four survivors and then all the different types <laughs> of zombies. So yeah. I'm just like, we're gonna see some boomers, maybe some witches. I was thinking like Dying Light too, how they have like those uh those uh um kind of evolved zombies that come out at night and are more like faster yeah. like stalkers yeah, and everything because yeah, yeah. in the first one they just they, did they run I can't I, they, they ran yeah, they yeah. yeah no, they there ran. were some there, there were some that it ran it kind of depended ran. on like what your actual body was when you died oh, yeah it was, okay. it was pretty scary <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, set to film January 2019, and hopefully for August 19th release, so it could be uh, hitting on its 10 year anniversary. So it'll cool. be literally like, and it'd be releasing oh, the that'd same. Be awesome. Yeah, it'd be releasing the literally the same date, just 10 years later. That's I believe. Crazy. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that, but yeah, okay. like to check that out if you can. <laughs> oh yeah, so next this next one also gets me a little excited. There there was uh, some some haters uh, in, <laughs> when I brought it up to them. But yeah, so Neil Blomkamp, he's directed uh, District Nine, which I think is possibly one of my favorite so sci fi's of all time, mm-hmm. and also Elysium and Chappie, and they were okay, <laughs> they were they were all right. And then he also did a bunch of uh, he went he went away from the Hollywood scene for a bit, and he started doing his own um, short films on YouTube, and they're fantastic. If you haven't seen him, go to Oat Studio on YouTube, and he has like a bunch called there's one called Firebase. Um, there's there's a bunch, um, and and it features like those really good CGI's that you see in District Nine. So he's 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 like kind of set himself up as like a sci-fi director. Mm-hmm. So now he's doing RoboCop Returns with uh, for MGM, and I'm 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 a pretty what? good fan of of the original RoboCop. Um, I can't remember RoboCop two as much, but RoboCop one's definitely worth. <laughs> remake wasn't horrible. You saw that? Yeah. Okay. When was that? Right? that? Uh. It was 2014. Okay, yeah. I was like, wasn't that long ago? It was, and it was, then it was the, four um, years ago. Yeah. Like, I, but I didn't really have any attachment to the old one, though I did watch that one as well. Uh, there, it's one of those that are different. But yeah. The second, the remake wasn't wasn't like, oh, it's so bad. I was like, that was fine. Oh, okay. I just feel like he does such original work. I'm surprised that he's doing like a Robocop film. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. Good for him. <laughs> More That's power true. to you. I, I, mean, I just I love originality in Hollywood, but Yeah, he was set to yeah. he was set to direct the uh the Aliens film, but that kind of fell through mm. cuz uh you know, what's his face Scott was being a little douche. Mm. Um anyways, original So yeah, so here's here's what like I really liked about it. So the original writer original writers Ed Newmere and Michael Minor are executive executive producing this. Ooh, okay, that's good. And also Justin Ro- Rhodes who co-wrote uh the current Terminator, right? That's filming right now is rewriting the script for the original that's that He's rewriting the script for this. That it was an actual original planned sequel to the original RoboCop that oh. never happened, and it fell through. Mm. Um, and you're and you're wondering, but there's a RoboCop too. I know there is, but it was written by Frank Miller, mm. and it was directed by Irvin Kreshner, who really only just directed Empire Strikes, but the Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, which is probably like the best Star Wars out there. Um, next to the next next to the, the Last Jedi, fight me. <laughs> um so yeah so it's an original sequel to robocop at least the, the script is to the 1987 uh robocop have you guys watched this at all oh, you've seen it have you not seen the sequel you never seen no. the, the original no oh it's so good dude. it just doesn't interest me personally <laughs> dude the, the gore in that Sorry. is sick the chat the practical, is mentioning how much like blood the practical effects are so good in it's that it's a fun one like robocop's uh. so fun yeah, eighties action violence. Yeah, so thing. it's 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 not so it's an original <laughs> it's it's an original to the RoboCop yeah. of nineteen eighty seven, not whatever that RoboCrap was that sh- that was shot out back in t- two thousand fourteen, which I wouldn't touch with a Robo stick. <laughs> Maybe third time, well, third time's a charm. Maybe because we got the second one, That's then we have true. the remake. I don't know. Uh, yeah, true. Fourth time. I mean, if you got the executive, second, the no, second original time, yeah. writers, right? For That's, the executive producers. Yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. 
So it seems like this is set for success. So yeah. we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but I'm definitely keeping a close ear to the ground for that one. And uh, another story, moving on. So there's, an, there's a film coming out that's uh, recording right now called The Dead Don't Die. And my god, it's got some... It's a hell of a cast. Because <laughs> that's one of the craziest parts about it. So it's directed by, directed by Jim Jarmusch, who also did uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, if you guys haven't seen that. It's Tom Hiddleston with Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're both vampire lovers. And it's like a, a, a nice, like a modern take on okay. vampirism and yeah. everything. So now he's set to direct this uh, zombie subgenre in a horror film called "The Dead Don't Die." The cast, I gotta say, is incredible. Because first off, right off the bat, Adam Driver. I'm a huge fan of Adam Driver. I love his portrayal of Kylo Ren. I don't care what you say. I loved him in also um, Logan Lucky. I thought he was fantastic Logan in that. Logan Lucky is really. Good. Um, I can't remember what else he's been in right now. But yeah, so Adam Driver, Selena Gomez, eh, whatever, um, Tilda Swinton. Aww. Daniel Craig, Rosie Perez, Steve Buscemi, and Bill freaking Murray. Wow. Right? Quite a lot of names. And in Burry also... Burry. I just said Bill and Murray. Burry. Murray also I let it slip like not, not too long ago. this picture? This year. Uh, what was that? Oh, may, oh, I saw a picture of Bill Murray as a zombie, but I wanted to... No, that's, that that's Zombieland. Uh, that's Zombieland. Okay. Yeah. He goes, I, he, he, this is a quote from where he let it slip. He's like, I got a good job coming up. Brace yourself. It's a zombie movie. Jim Jar- Jarmusch uh, has written a zombie script that's so hilarious and it has, ca- and it has cast like, a lot of great actors. Rosie Perez, Daniel Craig. It's titled The Dead Don't Die. And it shoots over the summer. But no, I will not play a zombie. So that's coming out of Bill's Bill's mouth. He just let it slip. Sure. So and then what the article I was reading it, um, the the writer spe- uh, speculated that it might be premiering for Cannes uh, 2019 or Cannes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. Cannes, Cannes. And on to our last story of the day. <sighs> Let's break some glass. Mm. Pretty much. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So this was an interesting interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly. So they interviewed M Night Shyamalan and uh, McAvoy. So McAvoy, uh, they they asked them if they were interested or what they thought about um, expanding what, what they have dubbed now as the Unsplittable franchise, which I love personally. That name, I think it's very clever. Um, and McAvoy said had said this to say, "I can't speak for Night." I would like to. I would like there to be more. I think there's definitely the potential for more in terms of the roles that he's created and the rationalization for what a superhero or villain is. There's definitely room for more. For what is, uh, but in terms of whether he would feel as fresh, I don't know. And M. Night Shyamalan had a completely different thing to say. He's like, how about I avoid that question altogether? <laughs> All right. There's no good answer to it. I mean, look, I have two new, mo- new ideas for movies, so I want to write those. Glass is the only movie I've ever done that's related to another movie I've ever done. So it's not a, it's not a habit of mine. I like making up new things and trying new colors, so that's probably the best answer. Where my sweet spot is, is thinking of a new kind of story each time and trying to make it as best I can. And seeing Mm. if it connects with the audience at the time. Mm. Uh My God. Why can't we get better (laughs) directors like him? (laughs) I'm tired of this franchise. Bullshit. Like, I want to go back to original standalone, like, films. Hollywood, like, before. Just, boop, there's one. Too bad. You don't don't get any (laughs) more. That's how you get. Because that's how they create legacies. Imagine what Blade Runner was before 2049. Like, you know? <laughs> or what Star Wars was before the, the prequels, episodes one through whatever the fuck. You know? Like, yeah. they were they were encased in history. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's sad where we are. But whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just me. <laughs> Woes of a freaking film. I think we just need to enjoy nerd. and see how Glass is after the success of um, Split. And let's just enjoy this and not so much think about the future. I think people are too, like, mm-hmm. far, always thinking about the future and what's ahead it's like enjoy the present enjoy the this now. film that's coming out like i don't even know the release date but like I, let's just enjoy glass okay I, let's i you completely know? agree with you yeah and the same goes for quiet place so yeah. it's just like guys i know I, honestly i i don't think i want another sequel for like the quiet place i just no, let it be good. It's one of those, just yes, let it be it. just let it let it let it let it rest um, we also got some new photos for Glass. Uh, so there's some. There was a there was a triple where uh, showing the hero, the villain, and the beast all in the same, uh, um, all in front of uh, Sarah Paulson's new character. Mm. So, so you can see her right off to the right. I love the purple in the background, and I mm-hmm. love how like they're they're color coded. You know, Sam Sam Jackson, 
Mr. Glass is in purple, the Beast is in yellow, and um, Dunn is in, what is that, blue, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, um, which I think his color is green, though. I'm not sure. I remember that the other the other picture, it showed more colors. Yeah, on to the next one, if you will, please. And um, we also had, let's see, uh, Sarah Paulson's new character, which is that lady, that oh. lady. Yeah, so she, uh, and that Shyamalan had this to say about that character. She deals with, she deals with people that think they're comic book characters. <laughs> it's kind of the, it's kind of the modern day equivalent of I think I'm Jesus or I'm an yeah. emperor in a sense. Mm. She it's thinks true. that? No, no. As oh. in she, what, like she deals with patients who think that. Yeah. In oh, a okay. sense, but you know? guess what? They kind of are. They are, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is funny because I saw in one of the comments for the pictures, like, why is Dunn in the asylum? Like, he can't prove that he's actually physically strong and literally can not be hurt by anything. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's, he's in not there crazy. Maybe keep an eye on the other people. Oh, maybe he put himself in there? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he, on yeah. purpose? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. He's going to pretend like he's not, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe some... Because if people know you are, then they want to poke, prod you in all, like, the experiments or whatever. So maybe he's more keeping it. Yeah. To himself. There's also pictures of Mr. Glass and oh, that's um, it, man. Anna, J- Anna Taylor Joy with uh, with James McAvoy, mm-hmm. the Beast, and everything. Thought they were pretty cool. I'm not sure if they're up. If uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Um, Samuel L. Jackson just uh, serving Professor Plum realness for iTunes listeners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, this show was, I thought was really cool with Anna yeah, Taylor Joy. especially them together. Like, what's just, going on? Yeah, exactly. Like, ah! the empathy I feel from this photo is like, damn, it's really strong. And what, what's her role going to be? Like, exactly, that too. You know? Like, what, yeah, yeah exactly. Because I, I think she really needs that, like, <sighs> redemption arc. Because I wanted her to get that in Split, and I feel like they didn't give that to her. And hopefully they give that to her in this. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I, I wanted to see her, like step it up and they didn't really they kind of it fell flat and split that was my only critique of yeah she was very submissive in, yeah. in split and everything until like almost the very end also um they made it a <laughs> it's funny it, it's it's this is the world that we live in there's a trailer announcing that there's gonna be a trailer at comic-con this friday here it is Woo. <laughs> Coming any minute now for you guys. Nice. Friday. This is, this is a fucking joke, dude. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Comic Con. But anyways, it's cool. <laughs> Not that I didn't know it was gonna happen either way, you know. Like, but yeah. So yeah. So there's a trailer for a trailer. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty psyched. So that's gonna be blowing up everywhere. At least that's gonna. Cause tidal oh. waves in the horror community. Yeah. The internet break it. The internet's just gonna break. It's yeah, gonna people break. have been hounding him for trailers. Like, where's the trailer? Like, the, even even our own Neil Plumley on uh, when he tweeted out the picture of them, the p- official poster of it. Like, he's like, "This is great, and all, but where's the trailer?" And I'm like, "Bro, just fucking develop some patience in your bone, man." Like, <laughs> come on. And also, uh, we have a movie that's coming out this this Thursday. Um, I I mentioned it not too long ago. It's called Office Uprising. And we wanted to show the trailer that that show, but we ran out of time. So here's the trailer for it right now. Um, it looks super fun. Yeah. It's a super fun, just like, in a sense, it's like in the stand. I can't help but compare it to Mayhem. I was just going to say I can't Mayhem. help but compare it to Mayhem. That's what it sounds like already. Like more yeah. comedic and goofy. Yeah, not a lot more. Yeah. Dark. Or the Belko experiment. Or the yeah, Be- I haven't seen that yet, and I want oh, okay. to, yeah. They're all in the same family. The same one of those. If you like this vibe, and we're not saying they're similar... In terms of like the movie, but the concepts, yes. and that enough, and the go. setting too, yeah, yeah. So there's an energy drink, yeah, which which is also a callback to, um, oh man, what's that? Mall zombies, Steve. Mall zombies. Excuse me. Bio zombie. Bio zombie. Bio zombie. Yeah, which I'm is down. fantastic. I like me my energy drinks. That'd be dangerous. But I want to <sighs> see. I want to see how like the drug really works. You know, like. Yeah. Are, like, do they just see red and they're violent, or are they like actual zombies? Because I don't see anyone eating each other. They're, they're like very conscious, but also like it's like well, an, also, their judgment is skewed. Mayhem had 
it was all things. Like it was sex, it was violence, it was yeah. There's a few different things they did. This looks like just violence. Violence. Okay, got it. Um, also, yeah, because there's no people boning in the background. Yeah, they didn't really make it. Uh, or at least there's. I know I've read the book uh, Stephen King's Cell. Mm-hmm. That one is one where there's a pulse that goes out through cell phones, and you either want to kill yourself, kill other people, or you're not affected. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, that this, could, I feel like it could actually happen. And this comes out on Crackle? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah so thank you. So yeah, ah. it comes out on Crackle and it's for free. Yeah, Crackle's amazing. So many people like sleep on Crackle. I sleep on it, personally. <laughs> July 19th, guys. And it comes Thursday. out July, yeah, July 19th this Thursday. Whee! So check that out. I'm probably going to be uh, doing that for my abyss. Um, Ooh, so if nice. you want to join me and like with your thoughts and share your thoughts in the chat as well, like if you've seen it, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the only trailer we got. And now with our last 30 seconds real quick, we'll do some uh, shout outs. Live chat, go. Uh, yes, it died, but uh, my phone died. But we're still looking at you all. Uh, we got Derek Hogan, Westy Kid, Media Shock. Where was I? I thought Samuel was in there for. Oh, Wellington, sorry. And uh, TJ Watson. So thank you so much for joining in the live chat. It really adds all of it. Right and uh, Westy Kid says, I love all of Stephen King's work. <laughs> right on. I, I thank feel you, Westy. Peaks and valleys, but yes. <laughs> all right. And now this is a little like thing I, I want to start calling fan epithet- epithets. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So Good these are tell. people who these are people who write on our inner sense of tombstone on YouTube. So people who commented on our last Yay. show, okay. the last yeah. show that's now dead and buried. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. So this is a Wellington Smithopolis, which I believe he might be on the live chat. Yes. Um, he wished Carrie good vibes for you and Lucky uh, well, like, you. with your family and everything last week. Um, Teets, uh, either he or she enjoyed the first purge, and I, I get a little oh, cool. discussion nice. about that. And Judy Ellen, my God, what a sweetheart. She goes. <sighs> I look forward to this every week. Love it. Oh, yay! So nice. That makes us so happy. I gotta say, like that—that that really, truly affected me when I first read that because uh, it's hard—it's hard to get feedback, you know, when you start off a show and, and mm-hmm. like you, when when you go so many weeks with like no comments on YouTube and everything. It's really hard to really gauge what it, whether there's an yeah. audience for this mm-hmm. or not, whether you're wasting your time or, or people are actually enjoying it. And to see just this one comment like this is it, it really brings joy to my heart, and uh, it really makes it all seem worthwhile, and uh, it makes me want to keep going more and more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just got to say thank you, all, thank you so much to all the fans. Um, I really do it for you guys, and I do it for myself as well. Um, and that's the most important part to mm-hmm. do it for yourself. Yeah, I just love horror, and it's I just want to infect the world with my love for horror and. Um, you got another pun there. Yeah. No, that Yay! was on purpose. So before I start crying, <laughs> all right, let's wrap up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, Judy Ellen, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you see this and um, you appreciate it even more. Um, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. Um, and yeah, go watch some horror movies and, uh, Carrie, take it away. Yeah, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane, that's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E, and make sure to be following me, because I will be going to Comic-Con tomorrow morning, and we'll be there all week. You poor soul. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so oh excited. I'll report back if there's any cool horror panels. I'm, there's a few that I was interested in that I was like, ooh, so I'll try to bring that back if I get to those. Dope. Get some free giveaways. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll hey, see. guys. I'm Oliver Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. I'm also going to Comic-Con, so hit me up if you're going I'd love to meet y'all and also tune in Thursdays on After Buzz TV for the Cloak and Dagger After Show okay and with that everybody have a great week we'll be here next Tuesday these guys are probably going to tell you all about Comic Con I'm going to tell you about some other movies oh next week's horror history Dracula Dracula from producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.